I'm Lauren. Um, our organization was formed in 2001. It's a resident-driven, community-based organization that focuses on improving the quality of life of residents through community organizing, advocacy, community beautification, restoration, um, planning and development. We do a little bit of everything. Our mission has stayed the same over the last 11 years, uh, but our work plan kind of changes as the community continues to evolve. We work very closely with our sister or brother organization. Um, I work very closely with James, and he can give a little more background on what he does. And our, our organization, like Bob said, is the, we're the Community Development Corporation in the neighborhood. So our activities are more on the real estate side of things, um, uh, business development in the, in the commercial corridor, um, and really kind of the complement to a lot of the public safety and resident advocacy things that, that Lauren's um, organization does. So it's just a, it's a good kind of two complementary organizations in the neighborhood. So what we're going to talk about today, um, there was a survey conducted in the Lawrenceville community that has helped to inform some of the planning work that we're doing help to confirm um, some of the things we thought was kind of going on in Lawrenceville, um, or shed a new light on things that we need to be thinking about. Um, so just a brief history of the community. So hopefully you're all very familiar with Lawrenceville, but Lawrenceville is comprised of upper, central, and lower Lawrenceville. Lower Lawrenceville is that uh, part of the neighborhood that's closest to the Strip District, and it lies along the Allegheny River. Um, and the three neighborhoods are actually a, each a little different, which James will touch upon. Um, the story of Lawrenceville is not unlike the overall story of Pittsburgh. Um, over the last 50 years, you know, we've lost more than half of our population. You'll see that the population loss was a little more significant actually in Upper Lawrenceville, which we're going to specifically speak to. Um, some of the issues that the neighborhood has faced, serious population decline, were post-industrial communities, so we had a lot of industrial uses along the riverfront. Steel mills, as those began to close, we saw a lot of the um, people in the neighborhood leave in, I believe it was around 1990, um, we had a huge senior population. So as those people began to age in place or transition out of their homes, there was a lot of vacancy, um, which bred a lot of blight in the community. Um, with that came high crime rates. Um, so we had a, a lot of drug activity going on in those vacant spaces. Um, and so those are issues that our organizations have specifically worked towards addressing over the past um, past few decades. So some of the things that we've done, um, we've implemented clean, safe, and green programs and projects. Um, our organization was started very in a grassroots way, a lot of volunteer residents coming together and saying, we want our community to change, but we have to deal with these very serious quality of life issues. Um, so block watches were created. Uh, we started doing cleanups. We started uh, reusing that vacant, blighted space. Uh, into community spaces, getting people out of their homes, creating community gardens. We've uh, worked with the Lawrenceville tree tenders to plant over 500 trees. And this has had really beneficial impacts on the community. Our crime has actually decreased by 60% since 2002, which we do credit to a lot of those community engagement activities. Um, there's a really good buzz in Lawrenceville right now. Uh, the New York Times has called us a go-to destination, which is great. But for those of us that you know are living in the neighborhood, working in the neighborhood, there are ever-present threats and challenges to, to the continued revitalization of the community. And on the Lawrenceville Corporation side, um, you know our involvement in the in the neighborhood, complementing uh, Lawrenceville United's activity, has been more uh, real estate driven. So originally, our organization, um, you know, renovated key strategic buildings, did some historic renovations of of corner properties, that type of thing. Um, and, and now we play more of a role of facilitating the incredible private development that exists in, in the neighborhood. 
Um, one of the things I just point to here is we actually facilitate over 230 street-based projects in our commercial corridor. So that that program for us has has made a tremendous difference in what our neighborhood looks like, um, and also in, in why it's a, a destination shopping district now. So um, you can see there that in the last two years alone, it's led to 35 new businesses um, um, looking to locate in, in Lawrenceville. So whereas we used to have to pull people into the neighborhood, now um, now they're 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 coming in droves. So as you can imagine, then that it, it's all of this activity has led to increasing property values in the neighborhood, both on the commercial. Um, and residential side. And if you can see it there, this graph just sh shows the breakdown of, of, uh, of housing prices by neighborhood um, relative to the, to the uh, city of Pittsburgh. So we're, while we're still under that, that citywide average, um, the growth that we've experienced since 2000 has been pretty, pretty substantial. Um, again, as I said, it varies over the three neighborhoods um, with lower Lawrence, or, sorry, upper Lawrenceville and the green line at the bottom um, showing a lot less improvement um, and, and I'll get into a little bit of, of, uh, of history of each of the, or sorry, current snapshot of each of the individual neighborhoods, because they each kind of tell a different, a different story of what's happening in Lawrenceville. So in lower Lawrenceville, this is, uh, on, on the real estate side, um, this is one of the strongest areas in the neighborhood. So this is where you've seen the iconic Doughboy statue. Um, that's there. If, if, you, if you come to the neighborhood to eat, you'll probably know Piccolo Forno or Round Corner Canteen or a dozen bakery. All of these businesses here have created a really thriving um, kind of epicenter of the, of the neighborhood. Um, we have a lot of private um, investment in the neighborhood, whereas we used to have actually zero <laughs> investment in the neighborhood. So um, we're even seeing um, some new construction happening in the neighborhood, and, and more impressive than that, some unsubsidized new residential construction. So. Residential sales prices have topped out here at $355,000, um, where, where uh, and, and again, that's the exception to the rule, but, but it's setting a new high water mark um, in a neighborhood where the high water mark may have been a tenth of that before. We show this quick development map of, this is just Lower Lawrenceville. I mean, I show this because this just tracks the, the investment that we see in, in Lower Lawrenceville, just on Penn Avenue and Butler Street, um, within the next one to three years. So it's, it's essentially uh, over $35 million of, of private investment that's either underway or, um, or planned in the, next, in the next year. So the, the Lower Lawrenceville is, is our strongest market. For Central, Central Lawrenceville, um, it's the most stable part of the neighborhood. Um, so we have, it probably has the strongest residential um, housing market. Uh, we have the Children's Hospital, you see in the top left, is a major job center. Um, we've had some really intensive planning efforts. Um, so in the top right, that, that uh, represents the, the uh, Allegheny Riverfront Vision Plan you've probably heard about, as well as the, the Green Boulevard study that's, that's uh, ongoing. Um, and again, in this part of the neighborhood, we're seeing new construction, uh, residential, um, and more <coughs> importantly, sales prices that, that support private, unsubsidized um, rehab projects. So like the, the image on the bottom right is of a rehab project where, where a, a a private developer is investing over $200,000 in the house that it, it, it would have been a demo otherwise, but we have sales prices in this part of the neighborhood that now allow that private um, private development market to, to really flourish. Um, in Upper Lawrenceville, it's a little bit more of a mixed bag. So we, we have some really great blocks. We have some long, long-term residents that have, that have maintained their houses over the, over the years. Um, and right next door, we have entire blocks of, of vacant, blighted, abandoned properties. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's a different picture that you get from each area of the neighborhood. So while we have a lot of buzz in the neighborhood, and New York Times writes about the neighborhood, 
Um, there are places like in Upper Lawrenceville that haven't seen that that benefit to the to the degree that the other areas have. So um, I'd say it was about two years ago we started thinking about what can we do in Upper Lawrenceville because clearly the same market forces aren't at play in that area of the neighborhood. Um, and we've been somewhat reactive. We were able to utilize Elm Street program and other funding sources to just stabilize the neighborhood. So acquiring properties um, specifically in that part of the Lawrenceville community um, in Upper Lawrenceville that have since become you know, blighted properties that have been demoed. Um, the quality of housing in Upper Lawrenceville is a little different than Central and Lower Lawrenceville, so there aren't as many properties that we can work to preserve. Um, but we've created community gardens, um, really looked at code enforcement. Because we had so much vacancy, we had a lot of speculative um, buyers coming in. I think we have five uh, property owners that have huge real estate portfolios in the neighborhood, and they're five of our worst landlords, so that doesn't um, bode well for Upper Lawrenceville. Um, but we were really trying to hold those people accountable. So in doing all that work, we realized we needed um, a more creative or more significant intervention strategy. So we started to hold focus group meetings about a year and a half ago with the people that live in the neighborhood, with some developers that are working in lower and central Lawrenceville, but maybe not in upper Lawrenceville, um, and, and people throughout the neighborhood just to understand you know, what's going on there, what do we need to do to make the positive change that we see in other parts happen here. Um, so we started to talk with the Urban Redevelopment Authority um, and with Bob to try and gather some data. And what we realized is we really need to be talking to those people that are moving into the neighborhood or that are choosing to move out of that portion of the neighborhood. Um, so that is where the survey came in. So we did, um, we met with Bob and with Uxer to develop um, this new mover study. Um, so they were able to utilize data and get um, the information for folks that had changes of addresses that were either moving into the community or moving out. And we realized this information would probably help us to plan the next stages of planning and development for the community. Um, that's a picture of Bob hand delivering each of our surveys out <laughs> to the community. No, um, the surveys were mailed to homes, again, with um, that did have new residents. We had two mailings go out the summer and fall of 2011. Uh, we had a 31 response rate, which we thought um, was, was pretty good given the, that we had two mailed out surveys. Um, the responses, uh, we weren't surprised with who responded. We were actually pretty excited because you know, we coordinate a lot of programs in the community. Um, we have an audience with a lot of the senior residents who are coming out to block watches. We host youth programs, um, so we are able to speak with some of the families that are, are already involved um, in a lot of our programs. And the one population we haven't really been able to get information from or to have these conversations with are the younger professionals that are moving into the neighborhood. Um, and we realize that a lot of those people are who responded to this survey, so we're able to use this data um, and pair it up with a lot of the information we've received from other folks uh, through our other programs. Um, another great thing is as we started to hold these stakeholder conversations, you know, people feel that rental might be bad. Well, a lot of the people that responded are people that did purchase homes that had previously rented. Um, so maybe as we look at Upper Lawrenceville, we might want to think about providing a better rental experience if these people want to choose to purchase a home within the community. Uh, another exciting thing that we found through the survey is that a lot of um, the respondents are moving from outside of the city into Lawrenceville. So Lawrenceville is becoming a destination for folks uh, that are outside of the city, but also within, within the city. Uh, what's not surprising, um, just in speaking with a lot of people moving in, is those that are moving into Lawrence are also looking at the other East End neighborhoods. So some of the work that we're starting to do with our partner organizations and Friendship and East Liberty and Bloomfield um, to try to market our neighborhoods as a whole, um, that kind of makes sense now that we're looking at the data that's come back through this, through this survey.
And this is just another slide that indicates you know, where people are looking. If they're looking at Lawrenceville, what are the other, the other communities they're kind of comparing and, and shopping against, against Lawrenceville? Um, and not surprisingly, a lot of the other East End neighborhoods um, showed up there. When we asked new residents why they, why they chose Lawrenceville, uh, again, not a huge surprise here, but the cost of living and, and living closer to work, to work and to school um, were, the, were the two top answers. Um, obviously, the job centers of, of Children's Hospital and then CMU's Robotics Center um, and a lot of the spin-off businesses that, that located in Lawrenceville were a big, were a big part of that and our, and our uh, uh, competitive advantage that, that uh, Lawrenceville has along with its proximity to downtown and to, and to Oakland, um, along with the other East End neighborhoods. And again, not, not incredibly surprising, but one of the most attractive aspects um, of life in Lawrenceville, according to survey respondents, was, was the business district and the arts and recreation. Um, so these are the areas that our, our uh, organizations have focused on really over the last 15 years. Um, so it's, it's things that we've worked to promote and market and support um, um, over the past years. So um, seeing that that's the main attraction to Lawrenceville was, was, uh, um, was good to see those were kind of still the top two, two responses. We asked a series of questions um, specific to, to Upper Lawrenceville. Um, in this, in this uh, question, it was, it was, if you were considering Lawrenceville, why did you not consider Upper Lawrenceville? And so you heard Lauren talk a lot about the, the work, the incredible work that they've done um, dealing with blight and vacant properties, dealing with crime. Um, and you can see here that the, the top two answers were still safety and poor housing quality and blight. Now part of that's um, some work that still needs to be done, but it also speaks to uh, perception issues that are, that are still there. So I think for the, for the residents of Lawrenceville or, or uh, residents of Upper Lawrenceville, they would they would say that these are, are, are some of the strengths of the, of, you know, the work that, that's been done, but for people who are moving into the neighborhood, um, it's still perceived as a, as a, a liability. Um, the one thing that jumped out is, at us was those that were moving into Upper Lawrenceville, um, a big reason was the affordability. So as we see the other parts of the neighborhood change, and we see a lot of private investment, um, we do have houses now selling for $350,000. We still have parts of our community that are still affordable. So one of the things we want to make sure is that we preserve that affordability. It's there now. We want to market it to those people that are looking to move into the community. Um, and that was something really you know, exciting for us to, to learn. So the survey helped us to inform sort of our work plans, what we're doing now, and some exciting next steps for that specific uh, upper Lawrenceville area. We're really excited about our decrease in crime, um, but we still have more work to do. So because that was high on the list, you know, we're continuing to try to think of creative ways to address public safety issues. Um, we also want to make sure that we get the word out there about how much things have changed in that specific part of the neighborhood so that people um, have a, a good idea as to sort of the good things that have happened and how safe it actually has become. Um, the quality of housing and some of the public safety issues, a lot of that has to do with some of those uh, large real estate portfolio owners. So we're actually going to be implementing a landlord training program. Um, so we have worked with local district magistrates uh, to come to an agreement that in lieu of a fine they can attend our landlord training program which you know that hopefully they learn through the process but it also builds a relationship between us and those landlords so that someone might be answering the phone when we call about a lot of these quality of life issues that are happening um, throughout the community. So we're going to continue to do some of the things we did and ramp up in some areas based on what the, the survey um, informed us.
And one of the other uh, big next steps on, on our end is um, we're, we're currently working with a community design center of Pittsburgh and a, and a consultant to be named in about a week um, on on a uh, on the development of a of a development strategy for Upper Lawrenceville. So focusing on two key corridors that run through the residential neighborhood, um, as well as um, really drilling down on, on uh, several buildable lots and, and some strategic buildings that, that we can, that we can uh, acquire. Um, a big component of that is gonna be community input um, and, and the community engagement process. And so what, what this information allows us to do is it really, it, it gives us a perfect starting point for kicking off those conversations um, so that we're all kind of starting from the same set of data and the, and the, and the working from that, that uh, kind of ground zero. So it's, it's really gonna give us a, a perfect starting point for, those, um, for that uh, community engagement process. So that's it.